Experience the feeling of powder floating up to your goggles. Take in a sweeping panoramic view from atop a mountain ridgeline. Feel the thrill of laying an edge on perfect corduroy and arcing a sweeping turn. Relax in front of a crackling fireplace at the end of a great day on the mountain. Welcome to Inside the Mountain Collective, the podcast series that takes you on a journey to the dream destinations included on the Mountain Collective Pass. Each episode will take you on a collective trek, visiting two or more resorts, giving you local insights into how to maximize your Mountain Collective Pass and to explore some of the sport's most exhilarating destinations. Check it out today at mountaincollective.com. Now join us on a collective trek with our local guides on Inside the Mountain Collective. Every skier or snowboarder dreams of that trip to Little Cottonwood, a tiny canyon extending into Utah's Wasatch Range literally minutes from Salt Lake City. With 500 inches of snow a season, stunning alpine terrain, and some remarkable lines, Alta and Snowbird are two of the sport's most iconic resorts. Today, we'll take a collective trek up Little Cottonwood Canyon to Alta and Snowbird with two local guides who spend every minute they can each winter on skis, giving us an insider's look into these two amazing mountain collective resorts. We'll ride the Snowbird tram skiing out the Cirque Traverse and dropping into Great Scott, and we'll follow in the ski tracks of the legendary Alf Engen down Alta's signature Alf's High Rustler. Two days at Alta, two days at Snowbird. It's a dream collective trek with your mountain collective pass. Our two guides today are... No strangers to the mountains here at Alta and Snowbird. They spend a ton of time each winter. Spencer Harkins grew up in New England but moved west after high school and has never left the west. He's now the marketing director for Pit Viper Sunglasses in Salt Lake City. Lives in a small cabin near the mouth of Little Cottonwood. And Marcus Caston grew up ski racing at Snowbird but always had some excuse to maybe hit some fun lines between the chairlift and the race course. He's become one of the stars of Warren Miller Films and you can also check out his Return of the Turn video series on YouTube. Also an amazing photographer. And guys, welcome. Thanks for joining us here today on Inside the Mountain Collective. Thank you. So Spencer, let's start with you. Give us a little bit of the 411 on how you ended up here in Utah. Well, when I moved from the East Coast, Colorado really seemed like it had everything. Um, and after four years there, I kind of figured out that there was somewhere else worth trying. So I did a few trips out to Utah, uh, my last winter in Colorado and quickly decided to move here. Um, yeah, after graduating college, um, got an Alta pass that first year in Utah, uh, and have had one for now eight years. And you live literally right in little Cottonwood Canyon. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful for you or yeah, <laughs> what happens when you get the big dumps? It's a not really uh, realistic or replicatable uh, system that it's tough to talk about because it's it's just so awesome. Uh, yeah, living in the canyon has made the skiing and outdoor recreation just so much better. Uh, we're really happy there. Cool. Marcus, uh, you grew up here and spent a lot of time at Snowbird as a kid. How did you kind of make your way from being a young ski racer to a big mountain skier and ripping it up all over the mountain? Yeah, I think, well... Snowbird is a unique place, and um, the Snowbird ski team is a unique race team just uh, because of the mountain, you know, that, it, that it's at. Like, all the kids that race are skiers first, um, 
you know, they all love when it snows, you go powder skiing and it snows a lot. So, you know, maybe not the best race training, but a lot of good big mountain skiers come out of there. So, so when, when you were a young kid growing up here, what were some of the, the really radical lines you used to like to hit as a, <laughs> as a young teenager? Um, really the same ones I like to hit now, the ones that are under the tram and chairs that everyone can see and you can show off. <laughs> Showing off is a big deal, huh? When you, especially when you're a kid. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, there's always something new to find. There's always, uh, you know, there's always something to explore. It's like kind of like being a kid all the time here. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Spencer, what is it that attracts you to Alta? I know that you ski around the Wasatch, but Alta is your primary. What are the things that really make this place special for you? Yeah, I mean, the snowfall is undeniable in Little Cottonwood Canyon. You look at the numbers, the historical average for Alta is 540 inches a year. So that kind of beats out skiing anywhere else for me. Um, and then Snowbird being that right down the road, I still end up choosing Alta um, kind of as a community and vibe thing for me. I just, uh, yeah, parking right at the base and walking up to the two chairlifts that I'll ski all day and knowing I'll see all my friends on those two chairlifts um, is, is really special for me. So it's, it's the community and, and the vibe that keeps me coming here. Do you remember your first experience here at Alta, that first time that you saw Alf's High Rustler and took the Collins lift up and... And what was, what was your, what's your recollection of that introduction that you had to this mountain? Well, my introduction is a little less relevant to the way I ski here now. And that was following Sander Hadley around the mountain, who kind of had his break that year in matchstick productions, um, just hitting all the natural jumps in Wildcat, doing 720s and double backflips and stuff. So it was following him around and skiing like the 22-year-old that I was at that point that really got me hooked on this place. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun to kind of grow up with the mountain too and stick with it despite the fact that I'm spending less time jumping around on wildcat. And now I'm more concerned with keeping my feet on the ground, going as fast as possible down, down high rustler is, uh, yeah, it's been really cool. You're not getting old. That's true. You're old. What do you know? You're 30 ish. I just hit 30 this year. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do on your 30th birthday? Um, I skied Alta. And what and what did you do when you skied out on your thirtieth birthday? Uh, so you're aware of what I did on my thirtieth. I'm birthday. aware of what you did. Let's let's let our listeners in on the insider's tip here. Yeah, sure. Um, goal this year on my thirtieth birthday was to ski thirty runs down High Rustler, um, which is yeah the classic run here at Alta. I think it's like twelve hundred feet of vert, um, just like perfect fall line, north facing. The snow is always amazing. Um, so that's like my favorite run in the world. And yeah, made an effort to do thirty of those in a day. Ended up getting thirty three, which was awesome, thanks to some help from my dad in the lift line, standing uh, and and helping me cut the line uh, among some other friends, uh, passing me food and whatnot. Um, yeah, really, really fun day. A great day to tell everyone to screw off that I'm focused on skiing as much vert as possible. I ended up skiing like 60,000 vert that day is what uh, Strava said. That was a really fun day. So j just so the listeners get an understanding here, Alf's High Wrestler is an amazing signature run. You can see it when you come into the resort, but it's not exactly right off a lift. You can't just hop off the lift and into the run. So tell us a little bit about how you get there so folks get a sense of just how amazing it was to ski 33 of those in one day. 
I, I won't speak to the, the human feet of it, but I will speak to the amazingness that is Alta and the way that we have to ski it here. Um, the Collins chair, like all the other chairlifts at Alta, take you to the saddle of a ridge rather than to the peak of the hill. So um, all the best runs you have to traverse out takes about two and a half minutes to traverse out to high wrestler um, across, you know, kind of motocross style bumps and you're smoking rocks and you're going over this patch of green rug that you slip out on. You got to pass a bunch of people, um, duck a bunch of trees. It's, it's really fun, but yeah, that's one of the things that makes Alta so special for me too, is um, that traverse, which despite the fact that it is a high speed quad from the base of the ski area, it's the most prominent lift. Everyone ends up pretty split up by the time you get out to the end of that traverse. So the mountain still skis like it's a, a much quieter place than it than it is being nestled next to this two million person city. So Marcus, if we look over at Snowbird, what's the real signature run to you over at Snowbird? Um, you know, it's funny. There's there's a, a couple, but um, I mean, Great Scott right off the top of the tram is classic. Like you see it first thing as soon as you go up the tram, it's right underneath. You know, you see. You can roll up to the top, wait for the tram, and ski down, and everybody watches you, and everybody knows, and, you know, that's, yeah, classic. And same same kind of thing um, as the high traverse here at Alta. Snowbird has the Cirque Traverse, um, you know, motocross-style bumps, and it's a leg burner to get to wherever you're going, and then there's good skiing off every side of it. When you, when you were a kid growing up, uh, I know it's it's always fun to show off, but were you nervous those first few times you went out there? Champions show up, you know. And when, <laughs> right on. <laughs> no, I think uh, <laughs> um, no, actually, like I don't. I mean, you get nervous because it's some of the stuff is scary. Um, I think the cool thing at Snowbird for me is like really trying to poke around in the tight trees and steep trees. And there's um, a lot of, there can be a lot of rocks and, you know, it's, you're just trying to make your way down rather than, you know, ski big super G turns or something. So like Great Scott's awesome. But like for me, the real snowbird thing that makes it unique to any other ski resort in America is like how technical it actually gets. You can't just like, in Jackson Hole, you have 80 foot cliffs, but in huge open bowls, like you can go off of them and you know, ragdoll, whatever, a few hundred feet, and you're fine. It's Snowbird, if you tag a rock that you can't see under the rock, under the snow, you're going to ragdoll into 75 trees on your way down, you know? So it's like a little bit more technical, and I think that's where I get nervous. But, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. I like to show off under the chair and tram. So if you're, if you're showing somebody around, you've got friends coming in from out of town and you're going to just show them around the mountain and maybe they aren't quite willing to uh, uh, take those kind of lines. What are, what are some fun, a little bit more introductory places that you might take them on the mountain? Sure. Well, I think, again, like I said, I think part of the snowbird thing is like trying to explore, um, you know, and find it kind of on your own. It's, it's, uh, kind of reminds you of being a 10-year-old kid skiing through the woods and, you know, what's over here? What's over, you know, what's over there? Last time we went left, let's go right. Like, let's figure it out. Um, and I think that's cool because the trail map is, like, pretty vague. And so, I mean, obviously the classics that you can see, Great Scott, Silver Fox, Cirque Traverse, they're all right there. You can see them, and you can see how gnarly they are. You can go ski them. But I'd say to go get, like, a real snowbird experience, go get lost. 
Yeah. Spencer, I think, you know, from my experience at both Alta and Snowbird, this concept of exploration, finding new places and, and going off the trail map a little bit and just kind of experimenting. Is that the same concept over at Alta? Yeah, totally. Um, the way I was kind of explaining it earlier with the chairlifts only going to the saddles really forces you to do that. Because if you're just to get off the chair and ski fall line from there, you're really not going to find it. So if you want to have a good time or I mean, it's, it's crazy because Alta, I, I don't know the statistics, but I'm sure 98% of the ski area is not groomed. Um, but those 2% are right off the chairlift. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely get lost. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really fun to explore. Uh, people come here for the powder and don't have powder every day, but you have powder a lot of the days with over 500 inches of snow. Um, Marcus, why don't you kick it off and... Give us that sensation that you feel dropping into a couple of feet of fresh pow at Alta. Do it once without words. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, uh, I mean, that's the ultimate, right? I mean, that's kind of like everybody tries to explain what powder skiing feels like or what it is, and I don't think I've ever heard someone do a good job so I don't know if I should try uh -huh. but what I will say is I mean Spencer kind of touched the like high rustler you know sits north facing and the snow is good the geology here in the canyon like is very similar so Alta and Snowbird has you know like the high traverse and Cirque traverse are very similar and the runs coming off that are similar so Great Scott Silver Fox high rustler all north facing and when it's powder, it's awesome. And when it's not powder, it just like, it stays shaded, stays chalky, it catches the wind and you get like wind buff and that can be as good as skiing powder, um, you know, and, or better, yeah. So, I mean, they just stay great. Like powder's awesome, but even when it's bad snow, in quotes, it's really good skiing. Yeah. For somebody who's coming out here for the first time on their mountain collective pass to spend four days at Alta and Snowbird, uh, what kind of introductory tips would you give them? What's a, what's a good first day for somebody new to the mountain when they come out here to Little Cottonwood? What's something new that they should see for the first time they're coming to Snowbird? First time coming mm. to Snowbird or Alta, you know, where would you send them? Good question. I mean, you just point them at Snowbird, you just point them to the tram? Yeah, or? Point, yeah point them to the tram. Got to go up top. Like, you got to see it anyway. It doesn't matter how good of a skier you are. Um, Chips is a great groomer run that comes off the top. You know, most skiers, intermediate skiers can ski that. Um, so just getting the view off the top, I'd say, is probably number one. I, and, I and, like that concept of the view off the top. And for those who have not been to Hidden Peak before, 11,000 feet, it is a spectacular alpine view, probably one of the most notable uh, that you'll get out in the West. You can see just forever in each direction. And you get a pretty good concept of what lies below you at Snowbird and kind of can pick and choose where you want to go from there. And it's just such a cool, like, you're at the top and you feel like you're exposed to I mean you can see all the way down to the bottom and you can ski all the way down to the bottom and yeah it can be like a little intimidating but it's you know pretty cool how about over at Alta yeah I think one of the best things you can do at Alta our ski patrol here is undoubtedly one of the best in the world and it's been written about a hundred times it's one of the oldest um, you know avalanche study 
places in the world. Uh, anyways, the patrol here love to ski and they ski more than anyone. So follow the patrol. If you see, you know, Andrew McCloskey going out the high traverse, you're going to want to follow that guy and see where he's going and, and, and ski that run. So it's a pretty good tip. I shouldn't have given that one away. <laughs> no. I'm going to get chewed out for that one pretty bad. From the patrol. They'll, they'll they won't be, listen to this stuff, I'm sure. They'll, they'll, they, they don't have time. They'll, they'll be fine on that. Uh, maybe you can follow them out when they're dropping some charges. Maybe not then. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on how spicy you're trying to get. Yeah, it's something. Uh, uh, two amazing uh, resorts. And I, I, want, I want to talk about groomers. Uh, and, and Marcus, I've, I've loved watching Return of the Turn. And, it, you know, you have really, in, in that video series, uh, uh, you know, made, made just ripping turns on groomers look, and look so much fun. That's what I really like to do. And I think the image of Alta and Snowbird is one of these big, deep powder runs. But, man, at both of these resorts, you can lay down some nice turns, right? Yeah, I mean, chips run from the top of the tram all the way to the bottom. It's a 3,000-foot groomer run that winds around, lots of fun rolls. It's a great run. Uh, Mineral Basin in the morning, awesome groomers. You know, sun, sunshine in the morning, super beautiful. It's awesome. Spencer, you uh, take some groomer one, runs once in a while? I love skiing in Aggies. It's the most, like, perfect, mellow grade, real stand-up, tall, relaxed, vacation-style skiing. Yeah, I do like them. I do like them. What do you like? The, um, I like just going over to Sugarloaf. Okay. And just ripping down there. Yeah. And it, you know, for me, that's, that's a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know that I have uh, the steep and deep in me as much anymore, but I just love ripping the, ripping the groomers. And, you know, uh, Marcus, in your, in your return of the turn series, uh, uh, you know, I, I just l- love the shots that you've got of just getting those skis on edge and arcing a nice turn uh, that to me, there's nothing like that feeling. Thanks. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, yeah, like like I said, snowbird. You you're skiing top to bottom, and it's steep, and um, you know you can kind of focus on like making turns and trying to get as low as you can. Um, over here at Alta, the thing that I do like about the groomers, they kind of meander around, and you feel like you're traveling like distances, right? So you can like be skiing groomers, and you have this great view of Superior or Devil's Castle, and um, it's super pretty. It feels like you're putting on more miles, like you're traveling more. Um, so like, yeah, a little different mindset, but it's, they're super fun. Yeah. It, it, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Alpine scenery. Uh, it, it is truly stunning here. We're up at 11,000 feet. There's some amazing mountains. I mean, what are, Spencer, what are some of the views that are really iconic for you when you're skiing at Alta? I mean, yeah, obviously Mount Superior is the most iconic view out there. I think wildcat chair being this old, slow, fixed grip double is one of the most beautiful chairs in the country to look at. I'm not even sure if there's a safety bar on it. It really feels timeless and authentic and classic and sure love looking at that. You love, do you love skiing over there? Yeah, I like skiing Wildcat. I mean, uh, I end up spending all my days from the one Wildcat base area skiing Wildcat and Collins, and I have a hard time straying away from those two chairs. I have so much fun on those two. I can do 100 plus days on just those chairs. Yeah, Marcus, the iconic views from over at Snowbird. Yeah, top of the tram, looking down the canyon, you can just really get a perspective of like how big the mountain is above the city. Yeah, it's funny, we're sitting here in uh, summertime, mountain bike season, everyone's favorite 
thing to do is ride the Crest Trail, which is this ridge over on the Park City Ridge Line. And everyone's favorite part about the Crest Trail is the views of big and little Cottonwood Canyon. So it's pretty sweet to be here in the middle of it. You you, you get a, a sense too, particularly at Snowbird, when you can look down Valley and you can see the Salt Lake City Valley just 10, 12 miles away to get a sense of just how close we are to the urban area, but yet we're out here in the middle of God's country with Mother Nature. Right, a world away, but you're right there. I mean, it takes me probably 15 minutes from my house to get here. Um, I left a little late today, which is, <laughs> I left with 10 minutes. That was noted. Which is why I was late. <laughs> she made it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't take me long to get here. Um, you know, and I live right at the, the mouth, but when you're up here, you feel like you're a world away. For, for, for each of you, what is your anticipation as you head into a ski season, your mind starts to focus on those, those months ahead? Uh, what's running through your mind as you look ahead to a ski season and start to map out, you know, what you're going to do over those next few months? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm working on my list. I got to keep a note on my phone of all the goals for the year. You know, there's so much to do and I end up forgetting in the middle of the season, you get wrapped up just chasing the same powder feeling or whatever. So I, I keep a list of all the things I want to do in the season, runs I want to ski. Uh, maybe I want to do some tricks this year again. What are some of your goals? Uh, I'm not going to disclose those here because then I have to stick to them. Well, that's that's the thing about goals. You need to put them up on the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. They're up on my personal wall. Your personal wall. Yeah. So you're the most important person to see them. That's correct. Marcus, your thoughts going into a season each year? My only goal is to do 34 high wrestler laps in one day. <laughs> You're on. You guys are going to, you could do a little challenge. <laughs> so, so Marcus, what would you challenge Spencer to over at Snowbird? Oh, um, probably a race down the K-12. It's, uh, I don't know what that is. It's great, Scott. We'll, uh. So what, what movie is that? Is it Ski Patrol? Now I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, Ski Patrol. That was a great movie, huh? It's not Ski Patrol. It, it is a great movie, but it's not the movie I'm thinking of, I don't think. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I'm not very competitive. We could just go ski at Snowbird, and I'd be happy. That's wise of him to say. Yes, it is, because you beat him, right? There's no chance. He's a much better skier no than chance. me. No chance. But I'm a much prettier skier. Let's talk Mineral Basin, especially in the springtime. Mineral Basin, uh, Marcus, is just an amazing uh, uh, area at Snowbird. And tell us a little bit about what it's like skiing back there and literally the backside of the mountain. Yeah, it it's, uh, feels a bit different than anything else in Little Cottonwood. It almost feels like a miniature Alps in a way. The peaks back there are a little more uh, rocky and jagged, and it's just super pretty. It catches the early morning sun and um, the groomers are just wide open and lots of fun rolls and yeah, super pretty. Yeah, really fun place. What's interesting to me is these are two really legendary ski areas. Alta's been around for over 80 years, Snowbird for 50 years. They share similar geology. They're essentially divided by a rope line. Yet the, the vibe and kind of the community at each resort is really completely different. Marcus, from your perspective, how would you differentiate the two? And what does Snowbird represent? You know, I think they complement each other well. Um, I'd say it's more of like a brother-sister 
you know, rivalry love kind of thing going on. Like, you know, it's, it's fun to poke fun, but ultimately it's like you're part of the same family and it's all the same. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'd say it's all pretty similar. I mean, up here, it's maybe a little more family oriented where at Snowbird, it's a little bit steeper, a little more technical. So you get kind of, I don't know, younger people trying to prove themselves maybe a little bit more, but I, <laughs> pretty similar. Yeah, pretty similar. I mean, it's, it's, we're not far. Spencer, from your perspective, Alta and Snowbird? Yeah. Um, I mean, Alta having a legitimate town here at the base, like Marcus said, there are a lot of families who, who everyone skis here. We've got the five lodges and those all have employee housing. So you can guarantee you're going to see tons of people on their day off skiing here. It's just got a real community feel. You know, you see all your friends immediately. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a little smaller, so, and it just feels like more of a community up here to me. Do you have a feel of the, the for the history and the heritage of, of Alta? Yeah, for sure. You can't walk 10 feet without seeing a black and white photo on the wall if you're in any of the buildings, and, uh, you know, it's a constant reminder. And then, like I said earlier, you look out and you see Wildcat Chair unchanged for, I, I couldn't tell you how many years it's been, but, yeah, it feels classic here timeless yeah there's a great mining heritage and i know that heritage is shared both at what is now snowbird and uh, what is now alta but this was a real mining boom area as many of the mountains were in the west going back uh, in all the way back into the 19th century and uh, alta has really continued to preserve that heritage in its community let's talk about the lodging you know again two Two really different communities, uh, uh, Alta with uh, five lodges, which are you know kind of in my in my mind really the the old fashioned way that people would come skiing. And when I was growing up and skiing, this is the kind of place where you took a ski vacation where everybody's together, they're spending their meals together and really enjoying it. And and the focus being on the hospitality and the mountain. Uh, how would you describe it, Spencer? I mean, what is how does that feel extend out to the lodges here? Well, I've never stayed in any of the lodges, so if any of the lodge managers or owners uh, hear this, uh, feel free. I have lots of nights available to come stay in your lodge and uh, do reviews. Um, anyways, I, yeah, so I, the lodges, like you said, you know, everyone's eating the meals together. It's not a hotel. A lodge is totally different than a hotel, and I think that's so cool. It, it creates more of that community feel by bringing everyone together instead of isolating people. And I don't know, it's, yeah. The fact that all of them are independently owned uh, and operating on this area, I think, is something that's so special about Alta as well. You go to a lot of ski areas in the country and around the world, and somebody owns the entire mountain area, and all the hotels are owned by the ski area, and so is all the real estate, and and it's all this homogenous experience that just feels like it's there to squeeze money out of you. And Alta has these independently family-owned lodges all over the place and they really just focus on keeping the chairlifts running and keeping us all safe and delivering that best skier experience that you can have and I think it really shows in the final product when you're out there skiing. Mark it's a little different over at Snowbird some really remarkable hotels. Yeah um, I mean the Cliff Lodge big hotel with the big spa on the rooftop there you know pretty pretty cool to hang out there and in the hot tub on the on the roof it's it's pretty neat but I mean it, the thing that snowbird I think it, 
still has that I think is really special is you can really like live out your ski bum dreams there, you know, still. It's not like um, other resorts around the country that have these big base villages and, you know, you can walk around Main Street and, you know, maybe the whole family's going to be like, have a good time. To me, it's like about the skiing at Snowbird. It's always about the skiing. Um, there's nothing fancy about it. Sure, they have like the airy where you can get like nice food and stuff, but like, I don't know, it's kind of kept away. Like I prefer to eat my uh, grit sandwich on the bench downstairs and walk up, get back in the tram line. Like it's always about the skiing to me there. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's something that is changing at a lot of resorts around the country. They, they, need to, they feel like they need to add something else to attract people there. And to me, Snowbird is just about skiing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's the same at Alta. I mean, you come here for the skiing, right, Spencer? Yeah, exactly. So let's let's talk a little bit about about Apre. Apre is certainly an integral part of the the ski experience. And you know, Spencer, for you, what's a what's a great spot at Alta after you've done thirty three laps of High Rustler? It's awesome because you can really choose whatever you want depending on the kind of mood you're in. I'm usually going to end up with a big greasy pizza at the GMD, the gold miner's daughter here. It's just like you, you take off your skis, walk up there in your ski boots and sit in front of a fireplace and order a pizza and still look out on the hill. But yeah, you can also go to the Peruvian where there might be live music. You're going to see like every pro skier who was at either of the two mountains together there, um, which is pretty fun when you're new here and you don't realize that those people are so accessible or like kind of more of a slippers fireside experience up at the sits mark um at alta lodge is also like pretty special and i don't know yeah it just extends the day it's pretty fun to to stick around as long as you can soak up the experience marcus your go-to spotted snowbird after a good day the sits mark alta is for opera <laughs> right no um yeah i mean we'll often come up here to um alta and go to the like the peruvian or the sits mark but the, the tram club right at the at the base of the tram is not there anymore, and now I'm in trouble because I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but It's going to be something, though. It's going to be something, and that's always a great spot. Um, the wildflower, um, I, that's kind of my go-to, and I hate to talk about it because they have good pizza, and it's half price, and nobody's there, and there's free pool, so that's kind of my spot. Like swimming pool or billiards? No, like billiards. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's nice. I've never heard of that part. I know, I know. You're going to check it out this year, though. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it's good. They got good pizza, and it's cheap, and, you know, I'm a ski bum, so I like that. You guys have the good fortune of living here and just uh, driving up or taking the bus up, but for those flying in with their Mountain Collective Pass, uh, we have a brand new airport, and it's, what is it, 45 to 60 minutes from the airport out here? I could pull up Google Maps and get an exact. Pretty pretty close, but it's pretty easy to get here. I mean, I think this is one of the things about these resorts here, particularly Little Cottonwood, to be able to get to this kind of skiing in that little time. Well, if you fly in in the morning, you can ski in the afternoon. You know, if, if you drove up to Vail from Denver in the morning, you're skiing in the afternoon. You're, <laughs> it's, it's the you know probably quicker just to fly on out here and catch first tram. 
Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up with a little section I call Collective Dreams. Just a few favorite things. going to put you on the spot a little bit. But for, for each of you, I know we've talked about a lot of ski runs at both Alta and Snowbird. But if you had to pick your favorite run at your resort, what would it be, Marcus? Great, Scott. Though I really think High Rustler is a, a great run, is the iconic run in the in the um, in the canyon. Spencer, how about you? Favorite run? Taint. Taint. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. It's right next to Glory Hole. And what lift is that off? You can get there from Wildcat or Collins. Great. And are we going to see a lot more folks there this winter? Now that you've given out the secret, I'd like to see a lot of folks down by the taint. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll check that out this winter. Um, you have all had great experiences here, but if you think back to one powder day, one just stellar powder day that you've had here, what would that be? I know they got their thinking caps on now, but um, Marcus, I'll let you go first. Uh, one totally memorable powder day at Snowbird. That's a tough one, but I do. Just remember, like, I have one kind of freeze frame memory in my mind coming over a roll over and tiger tail and just seeing like this huge, you know, I don't know, they just opened it. Nobody, there's no tracks there. It was kind of late in the afternoon. And I just remember like coming over the roll and you just see like the whole slope in front of you, not a track. And you're just like, wow, this is, I don't know. There's no, there's nothing to describe that. Spencer, do you got one big memory you can share? Trying to decide between one or the other, but I'll go with the recency bias here. Um, yeah, last year, uh, just one of the many days where we parked in the parking lot 7 a.m. and started ski touring across the street on the Emmas there. It's this perfect south-facing, wide-open, like amazing, easy-access ski touring and skied that for about three laps, skiing completely untouched, perfect snow, overlooking Alta, like panoramic view and then came across the street and and started skiing the chairlifts all day long and it's just so sweet to have that access to do both in the same day from the same parking lot without even thinking about it it's just it's obvious it's amazing so three backcountry runs before the lifts were running and then you just came across the street yeah and then eat a bunch of greasy food and get some more coffee and and just smash chairs all day long you get the best of both worlds a little uphill and then a lot of beating the legs up. That's life in a little cottonwood, isn't it? It sure is. It's, it's the best. How about from each of you, one fun activity that you do here that's not related to skiing? And I'll open it up to all seasons. One fun... Not related to skiing. Not related no. to skiing. Um, There's no mountain biking in Little Cottonwood Canyon, so don't come do that. Don't even... Yeah, don't try it. Uh, I really like, I've gotten into running here. I think that's really cool. Uh, you can check out the Whirl Route, W-U-R-L, is this amazing ultramarathon rock climbing combination that's become really popular, and I've had a ton of fun kind of ticking off all the little sections. You get on top of the ridgeline and, and go as far as you can, and um, yeah, I think it's about the best way to spend the summer in Little Cottonwood. Argus? Yeah, I mean, running, biking, climbing, it's all right here, but... You know, when I'm doing all of it, I'm kind of skiing's always in the back of my mind. So as I don't know, unrelated to skiing, um, eating good Mexican food in the valley. That's, Nothing wrong with that either. Although the more burritos you eat, the faster you go downhill. So this is true. Uh, 
Exactly. Uh, last one. This one might be a little bit challenging, but I want each of you to think of one word, one word that describes your life here in Little Cottonwood Canyon. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, I'd say powder, but that's, that's like, that's silly. Um, how about, how about adventure? Adventure. Yeah. It is an adventure here. It is an adventure in a little cottonwood. Thank you guys for sharing some of your insider tips here about Alta and Snowbird. It is a great collective trek for those of you with a mountain collective pass. Come on out here and spend two days at Alta, two days at Snowbird. And uh, will we find you guys on the slopes this winter? Uh, yeah. I don't know where else I'd be. I got nothing else going on. So, so you see these guys on the mountain. Skiing is my only skill. If, if you see these guys on the mountain, go give them a high five and tell them you heard them on Inside the Mountain Collective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, TK. Spencer Harkins, Marcus Caston, joining us from Little Cottonwood Canyon on a collective trek today. Thanks for listening. This is Tom Kelly, your host for Inside the Mountain Collective. We'll be back with more episodes on how you can maximize your mountain collective pass. Are you ready to build your own collective trek? The Mountain Collective Pass is your ticket to multi-resort skiing or riding. Get yours today at mountaincollective.com. You'll get two days at each participating resort, plus 50% off additional days. It is the perfect pass to take just one trip and be able to ski or ride at multiple resorts. Build your own collective trek today. I'm your host, Tom Kelly. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe to get every episode delivered directly to you. Watch for more episodes of Inside the Mountain Collective, and I'll see you on the mountain. <laughs>